welcome to Ultra Catalyst. I'm your host, Stephen Nosek. We'll be exploring the one decision people make to drive change in their lives. Join me each week to hear from a variety of guests about what they did, the techniques and strategies they used, and how they're now leading their best life. Hi, welcome to Ultra Catalyst Podcast. My name is Stephen Nosek. I'm the host of today's show. Now, as you might notice, this show is about talking about different events and situations that happen in people's life, what they go through, and what's that one decision that flips that switch in their mind where they start changing their habits, behaviors, and thoughts to lead better lives. But we're going to get into it today with another personal story from myself. Now, today's topic is around becoming a better communicator, leader, and public speaker. Now, let's go back about 10 years ago. I was looking for a large global organization. I was running a multi-continent contact center, had almost 300 people reporting to me, and I was in charge of giving different presentations every few months to a wide variety of audiences. It could be external customers, internal stakeholders, as well as some of the support teams and surrounding delivery teams that support the business. Now, in one project I was working on, we were doing this large implementation of a new technology solution. And in my role, I was to deliver the training and the change management to deploy this new software across the company. In doing so, I was supposed to tell everybody within the organization what was the product, how did it work, how will it benefit them, how will it change the daily activities they're going to do, and ultimately, what kind of benefits are they going to see by using this new software? Well, through my 45-minute presentation, which had several questions, I delivered what I thought was a awesome presentation and instructional session. I thought people were very aware of what was going on, when it was going to happen, how the software worked, how they could use it, and what to expect. About a week passed, and that was not even close to the reality of the situation. I was brought into an office, and I was told my presentation skills were great but nobody learned anything. Nobody knew what was going on. I essentially was just spouting a bunch of facts and information that nobody really understood what they were going to do with. Essentially, I just gave them what anyone would give them if they're sitting in a lecture, a bunch of information that they have to piece together to see how it relates and resonates with them. And I horribly failed. It was so bad, I was getting ridiculed and criticized by not just my upper leaders, but also some of my peers. My project had essentially failed. And what I needed to do after that presentation and the week later, I had to go meet in small groups and re-educate people in a different fashion to drive the message home. So, Instead of being able to train 100 plus people at one time, I had to go break out groups of three to seven, up to 10 people for the next three and a half to four weeks. 
it was crushing because I was literally replaying the same thing, but now I was doing it at a personal level. And I was answering the same question over and over again. Those questions that when I gave my original presentation, I didn't anticipate. I didn't practice. I had no notes on it. Didn't even anticipate that people were going to ask me anything. And I felt so bad that it was hard to keep going to these meetings every single week and providing the same information over and over again. Now, fast forward a few months after that, there was opportunities within the company to move up into bigger and better roles, get promoted, and take on more leadership skills. Well, as people met and decisions were made, my name quickly slid off to the side. It faded into the back. People didn't think I had the skills to be able to deliver and drive projects at that company. And it was terrible. I felt crushed. I didn't feel like I was capable of doing the job that I was hired to do. Now, was I doing it? Could I do it? Yes. I just was lacking clear and coherent communication, especially when I'm trying to drive change within the organization. Now, that just spiraled out of control because it seemed like every time I was given another opportunity, the cards were stacked against me. No matter how hard I tried and information I sought to improve and practice, I was up against some, some the worst critics in the industry. They didn't want me being up there. So I literally had to force feed all my notes to other people that would give these kick-ass presentations. But it was all my work. And man, I was pissed. Now let's fast forward. A few years later on, I was entering a new company. And in my role, I'm responsible, once again, to do something very similar. Communicate across cross-functional teams, lead them, train them, educate them, and go to bat whenever they had a question. That could be working with other stakeholders internally, externally, vendors, third parties, you know it. Well, I figured out I needed some help. And I had been through the peripheral of a group that I was in, just listening, just a fly on the wall, learning from other leaders and presenters and educators of what techniques that they were using. I came across one individual. This guy turned out to be an awesome dude, one of my friends, a mentor, a coach, someone I trust. His name's Tony Watley. Now, I didn't interact with him directly when I first got exposed to him. I did it more indirectly. I was reading different forums and following along some of the guidance that he gave. And one thing that he talked about was if you want to become a better speaker, A, you got to practice. You got to use new tools and you got to seek out different forums and environments where you're going to have the opportunity to take the stage. Now, everybody listening to this, the cards are in your favor. All you have to do is pick up the device that's in your purse, on your desk, in your pocket. Right now, maybe it's even in your hand as you're listening to this podcast. That's right. It's one of these. It's a cell phone. Any model that will work in the last few years, a smartphone. Now, what Tony said was, is if you want to become a better public speaker, you got to start practicing. Now, how do you use this device? You turn it on, you pull open the video, and you flip it to selfie mode. So now you're staring into it. 
and then you press record and start to talk to your phone, just like you're talking to the people around you or in the audience if you're on a stage or the people sitting behind computers that might be watching this on YouTube. Now record your message. Start out with maybe five seconds, 10, 15, 30, maybe up to a minute and beyond. Now do that for seven days. Just record yourself talking. It doesn't have to be anything too over the top. You're not giving a presentation, you're not selling anything. Maybe you're just gonna replay your grocery list. Or maybe you're gonna have a conversation with one of your friends, but they're not in the room. So just pretend. Or maybe you're gonna take uh, some sort of food that you're about to consume and just read the label. All you're doing is practicing saying the words while looking into the camera. And you could do that for, like I said, start out 30 seconds and then move on to 60 seconds and beyond. Now, when you do it, the cool thing is, is with the phone, you press record, you talk into it, you're looking directly at it, and then you press stop. And then go about your day for a little bit. And then later on in the day, replay it, listen to it. Are you staring at the camera? What are your facial expressions look like? Are you staring off into space or looking down at the ground? Or maybe you're looking past the camera and nobody could see you. Don't worry, you don't have to post this anywhere. You're not gonna share it with anybody. I know everybody gets all self-conscious about performing in front of a camera. The reality is, is the moment you gotta get out of bed and leave the house, or even if you're in your house, you're on a stage because everybody else is observing you, just like you're observing them. It doesn't really matter. Now, as you go through this each day, figure out where you could find two to five minutes to practice. And I know what you're saying. I don't have any time. I'm so busy. Put that bullshit to the side because you know that's not the truth. You probably waste a ton of time, just like I do, scrolling through social media, standing in your kitchen trying to figure out what you're going to cook, going into your closet trying to figure out which clothes you're going to put on every single day. There are very few people that are always on the go that they don't have any time to sit there and record a quick video. You could do it while you're brushing your teeth, going to the bathroom, doing your laundry, or even getting in the car, sitting at a red light, or when you get in the car in the morning, it needs to warm up. There's a ton of time. You just have to consciously take that. Now, like I said, you're going to do this for seven days. And every day, go watch the message again. See what you did and identify the little areas where you think you could improve. Are you stuttering? Are you not looking at the camera? Are you looking off to the side? Well, the next time you record, try to focus on improving that one thing and then do it the next day and the next day and the next day. At the end of seven days, go through and just identify, did I progress from when I was here to seven days over here? Is my mechanics behind the camera improving? Well, guess what? You just did it seven days. You started to build momentum. Now shoot for two weeks, maybe three weeks, four weeks. Increase the amount of time you're behind the camera talking to it and evaluating yourself. I know it's daunting. It's a big commitment. <laughs> it's not a big one, trust me. If I look at my phone now, 
I have close to a thousand of these mini recordings from three to four years ago. Some of them I'll, I'll even do now. And the cool thing is, is sometimes I took the same thing, the same little mini speech, and I adjusted it and fine-tuned it. Sometimes I was recording these things three, four, five, ten times in one take on that very day just because I wanted to get better. Now, this is truly a tool. It's a low-cost thing because, like all of us, or 98% of, of North America plus, you have a cell phone. There's no excuse. Now, if you want to take it to another level, you could go out and enroll in a college class on communication, public speaking. You could go to a seminar and learn how to do executive presence or enroll and pay someone to guide you. Or you could join a low-cost program like Toastmasters International, which is a non-profit company. It's six months is typically the membership, um, and it's pretty cheap. I think uh, if I were to break it down on a monthly basis, it's like five to six dollars. Trust me, you got five or six dollars sitting in the floorboard of your car or on your couch. Um, it's not that big of a commitment. Now, the cool thing about Toastmasters, you want to take it to another level. Well, guess what? If you've been using your phone, you already got serious practice in the game. When you go to a Toastmasters, they're a little more structured. Typically, sessions are an hour, hour and a half, sometimes two hours, depending on the type of club. And mind you, there are tens of thousands of clubs worldwide meeting every single day at a variety of hours. There's no excuse that you couldn't join one. If you're listening to this, you could probably hop online or you could walk into any kind of fast food restaurant or some stores and there's access to free Wi-Fi. You could go sit there for 45 minutes and join a, join a Toastmasters meeting. Now, when you join them, you're going to figure out that there are different roles people in the meeting will play. You have an MC, which is called the Toastmaster. They kind of shepherd and lead a majority of the meeting. They're going to introduce different people that are going to play roles. They're going to keep the meeting flowing. They may interject some humor or some dramatic pauses or something else to keep everybody engaged. Now, there's also other aspects to it. In Toastmasters, they're going to look at different formal ways of helping to educate and guide you to improve your communication. So, like many of us, we tend to talk in very long, drawn-out sentences, and uh, we go without a timer. Well, in Toastmasters, every session is usually bucketed into those small things, like an hour. Well, each speaking part may be one to two minutes, three to five minutes, etc. Well, guess what? During the course of this, you're going to have someone that's timing you. And there's no penalty for going too short or too long, right? It's a very safe environment. But as you're learning, every time you go into one of these meetings, just from a time perspective, you're reevaluating how many words and what you need to talk about to really shorten your sentence structure, to get your message more developed and clear. There are also other roles like a word of the day or word master and grammarian. It's going to be listening to the different types of phrases and words that you're using. Are you using past, present, or future tenses? Well, that's very big 
in trying to adjust how you're communicating, right? Is it was or were or how? Exactly, why are you gonna be looking at these different things? It's because you're looking to improve how you communicate. Now there's another role, it's called the awe counter. And in the English language, there's something that we refer to as filler words, the ahs, the ums, the sos, ands, and likes. Now, mind you, if you go back and listen to this, I probably used a bunch of those. What this is and how it works is we all use them. It's typically when we're reaching up and we're trying to grab a word and insert it into our vocabulary as we're speaking. It means that we haven't fully thought about what we're going to say and formulated that entire sentence. Sometimes when we speak, it's all on the fly. And so you may hear people stutter a lot, not that they might not have a, um, a valid um, speech pattern that a stutter, if you will, it could be that unconsciously, they're not formulating their words as fast as they're speaking. And so they're trying to buy themselves time. And the reverse could be true as well, right? Some people are super fast talkers, slow thinkers. Other ones are super fast thinkers and slow talkers are a little more methodical. Now, this person at the end of the meeting, they're going to call out different areas where you can improve because hey, they heard like 10 ahs, two you knows, and the likes, whatever it is. And those are important because once you start to recognize that you're using those, consciously, you could start behaving in a manner where you're going to insert pauses. And when you do that, you're actually slowing down your speech to mimic the pace that you're being able to formulate your sentence structure. And you know what's interesting? When you talk with less filler words, people tend to engage and follow more with you. They're paying more attention to you. Because if you just sit around in a circle with a lot of people you know, and you start identifying all the filler words that they're using, isn't it interesting that a lot of people, after a while, start to tune other people out? And it's not that you're boring, mind you. It happens to everybody, even myself. And it's all different depending on the situation and circles that you're in when you're having those conversations. It's different when you're with your best friends versus uh, close acquaintances or people you just met. Same thing's true with your close family members or even your coworkers, right? Communication is an ever-evolving um, forum, especially for you when you want to learn how to improve. Now, other roles in this meeting of Toastmasters, you have evaluators, you have speecher, speakers that are going to give prepared speeches. You also have something called table topics. This is where someone is going to pose a question, call on some volunteers, and you'll have one to two minutes to provide a response from off of the top of your head. Now, if you can't do it fast enough, that's all right. Make something up. Go off topic just to be able to use that one to two minutes to improve your communication. Now, what is an impromptu speech? Well, picture this. You're at an office or maybe you're in a grocery store and you walk up to someone and you just start talking to them. It could be a question. It could be a statement. Well, we do that everywhere. We don't always know what the person that's approaching us or the if we're approaching someone, we don't know what they're gonna say. Those are all impromptu, ad hoc, on the fly. Now in Toastmasters, this 
situation teaches you to be able to field random questions and scenarios and quickly respond. It doesn't have to be right. It doesn't have to be accurate. You don't even have to acknowledge the same question. You could change up the answer. It's really getting yourself in the habit of being able to think quickly on your feet. Because as you know, when you get out there and you start mingling with different people and different businesses and work, sometimes you have to be very fast on your responses and be very clear. So this is one organization that I highly recommend. It's been recommended to me. Uh, and I've been in Toastmasters for, gosh, almost four years now. And it's opened the doors and opportunities in every aspect of my life. My relationships are better. I can have more deeper conversations. My career is going better. The people I'm meeting with and coaching and leading, well, guess what? They're now following because they want to learn how to become better speakers and communicators and leaders too. So if you are struggling with communication or public speaking, by all means, take a look at recording yourself. Start small. This is a low investment. There is no barrier of entry on this one, folks. It doesn't get any cheaper than this. Or if you want to go up to a smaller program where you're going to have a, just an enormous opportunity to connect with all different kinds of people from all different backgrounds and different levels of speaking ability, join a Toastmasters. It's pretty cheap. It's probably five to six months or five to six dollars per month for that six month duration. And you don't have to just visit one club, you could visit a bunch of other ones. Like I said, there is tens of thousands of clubs that meet every single day worldwide at all different hours. There's no shortage of you trying to find a meeting, especially if you're gonna log on to a computer. Hey, thanks for tuning in. Just a quick recap. About 10 years ago, I had a problem with communication and public speaking. I thought I was doing a great job, and I got crushed. The messages that I was putting out there, the impact I thought I was having, and the engagement I thought, I was completely wrong. I got criticized. I became self-conscious. And after a while, I just couldn't hang anymore because people didn't have the trust that I was able to do the job. And it was crushing. Fast forward to about four or five years ago, I started to double down and went all in on communication. I've done everything that I just shared with you and I continue to do so. And it's opening up doors every single day. I'm coaching people on the side, mentoring different clubs, different professionals, and even just everyday people that wanna learn how to become better public speakers. Well, folks, if you liked today's podcast episode, click the like button below, share it with a friend of yours, subscribe. And as always, if you have any questions, reach out. I'd love to talk with you. Thanks for tuning in to Ultra Catalyst Podcast. We'll see you next week.